Today's Kibuka podcast covers 5th to 6th June 1994 when the Prime Minister Jean Kambanda met with all army and gendarme chiefs to strengthen the war efforts to increase military training for youth, equipping them with weapons. This meeting focused on two key issues. The first, making sure the government forces did not lose the battle to the RPF Ngotani forces. Second, how to ensure the genocide against the Tutsi could continue and be accelerated as much as possible. On 6th June 1994, Representatives of the genocidal government attended a meeting of ministers of foreign affairs of the African Union in Tunisia, during which they made attempts to restore their government's image on the international scene. June 5, 1994, Minister Jean Kambanda met all army and gendarme chiefs to tighten war tactics and to conclude the termination of Tutsis who are still alive. The meetings convened by Prime Minister focused on two key issues. The first was to analyze how the government and its forces would reposition themselves to ensure that they wouldn't continue to lose the war against the RPF Ngotani forces. The second was to assess how the genocide to exterminate Tutsis could continue and be accelerated as much as possible. They assessed the situation in the parts which were still controlled by the government, namely Jisenyi, Ruhenjiri, Butare, and Western Kigali. In Kambanda's diary, he wrote that they found out that the enemy was more powerful in military matters for a number of reasons. Among the strongest ones, they mentioned, were the fact that the government soldiers were getting discouraged. It was agreed that the army chiefs should explain to the military the dangers to the population in case the whole country is captured by the RPF Ngotani forces. They also highlighted the plight of the increasing number of their burglar soldiers who are stealing cars and the problem of deserters who ran away from the battle without being pursued, which further discouraged the rest of the soldiers who are still fighting the war and those at the forefront of the genocide. It was agreed that in the government-controlled areas, they would continue to focus on encouraging young people to join the military, providing them with training and weapons. They gave an example that in Butare and Yikongoro prefectures, about 200 people had started the training. It was appreciated that the students who had been evacuated from Byumba in the Group Scolaire de Salle and were lodged at the School of Agriculture and Animal Husbandry, Eaveka, had started military training at the school. The government demanded that it should be done across the country to ensure that the youth continue to receive military training and weapons. The trained and armed young men were mostly used to provide assistance to the Inerangwe militia in the killings of Tutsis. It is in this regard that Hutu students from Yaveka killed their fellow Tutsi students after the former director of the school, Barushimana Theophil, had incited them to do so. He was the first to shoot a Tutsi student in an attempt to set an example for Hutu students to start the killings. They complied and immediately started killing their fellow Tutsi students as well as other Tutsis who had been evacuated from Bijumba. Barushimana Teofil is the son of Joseph Habjarimana Jitera who enacted the Ten Hutu Commandments in 1959. The meeting also decided that all banks should be relocated to Jisenyi near the Congolese border to make it easier for them to immediately transfer public funds to Congo once they lose the war. And that is exactly what happened. As a result, 
the army chiefs were determined to do everything possible to fight for the Kigali Ruhengeri Jisenyi Road to prevent RPF Ngotanyi from capturing the area. Apart from military related measures taken, political measures including to continue encouraging all prefects and bourgmestres to accelerate the autodefense civil program had also been taken. This consisted of accelerating the killings of Tutsis. According to the Prime Minister Jean Kambanda's instructions of May 25, 1994, addressed to all authorities including the prefects and bourgmestres. Let us recall that the autodefense civil directives written by Jean Kambanda on May 25, 1994, commanded all prefects to provide the inherahamwe with all the necessary equipment to commit genocide. Jean Kambanda pleaded guilty to that crime at the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda ICTR and emphasized that the directives were contained in the document entitled Directive sur la défense civile of May 25, 1994. The directives were intended to incite the Inherahamwe to carry out killings against Tutsi civilians in all prefectures and the government was responsible for the killings by the Inherahamwe militia. During the June 5, 1994 meetings between Kambanda and the army chiefs, it was agreed that the government should allocate sufficient budget for autodefense civile, increase number of people involved in the program, and increase the number of weapons and other necessary equipment for them. In addition, it was also said that among the educated people, some were ready to assist the government in its endeavors, especially in terms of fighting the media war with the purpose of regaining the good image of the criminal government. They had found it necessary because the government forces were accused by the international community of committing killings alone and that the RPF actions were not mentioned. This misconception overlooked that there were foreign journalists and staff of rescue organizations in the RPF Ngotanyi controlled area who would have disclosed the news in the case RPF had committed any kind of killings. They also pointed out that another way to regain the good image of the government was to attract some Tutsis so that they flee to the government controlled area and protect them in order to show that the government could not commit genocide and at the same time assure the safety of Tutsis who took refuge in their controlled area. Kambanda wrote in his diary that the military leaders had shown him that one of the reasons why the RPF Ngotanyi was most killed and defeated them continually was due to their unity and teamwork in all its structures especially in politics and the military. Another indication of RPF Ngotanyi's expertise was that its soldiers were diligently fighting with devotion contrary to the wants of the government. He added that the RPF soldiers had been given enough military and disciplinary training than the government soldiers. It was also said that the RPF Ngotanyi had a systematic way to plan the battle and monitor its daily progress with a great commitment. They pointed out that one of RPF Ngotanyi's weaknesses was that the population did not like the RPF Ngotanyi and hence the mobilization should continue among the population to make them hate RPF even more and thus encourage them to flee the country in big numbers. During the cabinet meeting on June 6, 1994, the prime minister summarized his remarks at a meeting with the military and gendarme high commanders which was held on June 5, 1994. One of the issues under consideration was the high number of wounded soldiers estimated at around 5000 while that of deceased since April 1994 had reached 1000 One of the strategies to resolve this issue was to call back soldiers who are being trained in foreign countries however they were also concerned about some of them who might refuse to return to Rwanda but concluded that they should call them anyway 
The government had also discussed the issue of its soldiers who ran away from the battle and concluded that the military tribunal will start operations and imprison those who escaped the battle. It therefore required the establishment of military prisons in the area under the government's control. They also reiterated that one of the reasons that they were losing the battle was because of accomplices in the military and that they had to keep searching for them. Certainly, this was a reason for them to continue killing those they did not want, including some soldiers who are not participating in the genocide plot. The government also endorsed another strategy concerning the battle that all armed people anywhere in the country, that's to say in Hirahame Militia and Imuza Migambi, should be brought together and join forces to fight the RPF in Hotanyi. It was also agreed that military training should be intensified at Ecole Supérieure Militaire, ESM, which had relocated to Chijeme and they called the sous-officier ISO in Butare. On that day, they also decided to replace Lieutenant Colonel Tarsis Mouvouni, who was in charge of ISO with Colonel Mnyengango, for an express reason. Another issue discussed was about the Bourgoumètre, whom, after they became aware that the RPF in Otani forces were approaching their communes, ran away and yet had worked closely with the Kambanda government to commit the genocide from the beginning. The Bourgoumètres of Shirondi, Mbogo, Kanombe, and Tumba were mentioned to have run away, and it was suggested that others who behave like that should be replaced as soon as possible. This was one of the reasons why some Burgumes were replaced in June 1994 and were replaced by extremists who were more determined to exterminate Tutsis who had not yet been killed. On June 6, 1994, a meeting of ministers of foreign affairs of the African Union, or AU, was held in Tunis, Tunisia, with the purpose of preparing for the Heads of State Summit, which was scheduled to convene on 13th and 15th June 1994. At various meetings of the Kambanda government, held in May and June 1994, it was agreed that the government should take efforts to restore its good image through diplomacy and show that it was not killing people, but putting all the blame on the RPF in Hotani. This was the same advice given by France to the government of Kambanda at different occasions. On April 24, 1994, the government of Kambanda sent a delegation to France consisting of Jérôme Bichamumaka, who was the Minister of Foreign Affairs, and Jean Boscobaraguiza, who was the Director General in charge of politics and diplomacy in the same ministry for the purpose of strengthening diplomacy. The Rwandan delegation was received at the presidency by Bruno Dallet, who was the Special Advisor to the President Mitterrand in charge of Africa the Prime Minister, Edouard Balladur, and Alain Juppé was the Minister of Foreign Affairs. In regard to military cooperation, between May 9th and 13th, 1994, France received the Rwandan delegation led by Lieutenant Colonel Ephraim Rugabarinda. The delegation was also comprised of Colonel Sébastien Narobadi, who was the Rwandan military attaché at the Rwandan Embassy in France, and Lieutenant Colonel Suprier Kayumba, who was in charge of finance at the Minister of Defense during the genocide. Kayumba spent 27 days in France on a mission to search for weapons. The Rwandan military delegation was received by a group of French officials who included General Jean-Pierre Huchon, the former in charge of military cooperation at the French Ministry of Foreign Affairs. A mission report was prepared by Lieutenant Colonel Gabarinda revealed that France had agreed to provide military assistance to Rwanda and advised that the government should do its utmost to improve its image abroad. Hence, on May 22, 1994, 
President Theodore Sindikubgabo wrote a letter to the French president, François Mitterrand, thanking him for all the support that France had given to Rwanda since 1990 and urging him to increase the support, especially since the RPF Ngotani forces had already taken over Kigali International Airport, Kanombe. Based on this self-assurance, the Kambanda government decided that its envoys should go around the world trying to restore the government's image by hiding that it was committing the genocide. It is in this context that the criminal government's envoys attended the OAU Summit of Ministers and President Sindikubgabo attended it as the head of state from the 13th to 15th May 1994. His remarks were marked by the denial that his government was committing the genocide, declaring that the problem in Rwanda was the war prompted by the RPF. His remarks were condemned by many in Tunisia as a lie. Rwandan delegates were informed that the massacres that were committed by the government showed that the government and its troops were killing Tutsi civilians instead of going to the military battle to fight the RPF in Otani. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kwibuka Podcast. As always, make sure you leave us a review sharing what you like about the podcast and share with others who would be interested in listening.